welcome to Mother of Dogs, the podcast for pet lovers who want to live their best life alongside their fur babies. I'm Tina, dog mom to Winnie and Chloe, my two French bulldogs who bring fun and chaos wherever they go. If you want to hear stories from modern pet parents about how they navigate life and business with their furry friend, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for joining me today. Hello. I'm so excited to finally be able to chat with you. I'm such a fan of yours and what you've created with Trill Paws. Winnie and Chloe have so many Trill Paws products. I know you've been incredibly busy. You recently welcomed a beautiful baby boy while continuing to expand your business, and you just launched some new micro tags. For those that are unfamiliar with Trill Paws, can you share what Trill Paws is and what you offer? Yeah. So Trill Paws is a pet product company. The bulk of our offerings are pet ID tags, which are heavily inspired by pop culture. So they're very fun, funny, vibrant pet ID tags that say funny things like having people call my people. We also have other products that sort of support the ID tags, but the ID tags are bread and butter and we have so much fun designing them and seeing them on our customers. Love that each tag offers some insight into Winnie and Chloe's personalities and their conversation starters. What inspired you to create Trill Paws and when did you start? Yeah, so I, at the time, was working as an assistant for an entertainment attorney and I loved it. I loved her, but I knew that there was a ceiling. I, I really couldn't grow in that position and I wanted to step out on my own and eventually start something where I could create my own ceiling. And so I thought of what is it that I love the most? And it was dogs. It still is. And I thought about what I could do within the industry, what I could do and what product can I create that is a necessity. I thought through the entire process, when you adopt a dog or when you purchase a dog, you need a collar, you need a leash, you need a bowl, you need food. And of course, you need an ID tag. And I thought about what purchasing an ID tag looked like back then. You'd go into the big box stores and you'd select a tag from the kiosk. And that was that, but it was pretty underwhelming after you received the tag. And so I thought it could be really cool to reinvent that product. And so, yeah, five years later, we're, we're here. We have reinvented the product or at least I believe that we have. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Love that. That's so smart to think about the necessities and recreating that to make it amazing. Was your family and husband supportive? Oh my God, absolutely. So what's funny is he is an entrepreneur himself in a completely different industry, but he's still very business oriented. And so as I was transitioning out of my assistant role, him and I went on a coffee date and the goal was, okay, we're going to sit down and we are going to figure out what this business is, what's the product. And so we sat down and it's funny, we sat down at the coffee shop where we had our very first date. So this coffee shop just has a lot of meaning for me and for us. But yeah, he sat down and he helped me come up with this idea and he was very supportive in helping me build a legitimate business because at the time I really didn't know what I was doing. So he was very, very much on top of accounting and just all the things. And he's very technically savvy. So all of the website things, he 
sat down with me and helped me with a lot of it in the early stages. Love that you've had that support. Tell me about your life before Trail Paws. Did you grow up with dogs? Yeah, I did. So I was born into a home with dogs. We have always had dogs. We've always adopted dogs or if there was a litter outside of a pet store, like the odds of that taking a puppy home were pretty high. So we have always had dogs. And more recently, Kevin is now five years old and he is our only. I would love more, but we also had that baby. <laughs> so um, just one thing at a time. But yeah, I've always had dogs and I always will. I grew up in, in Los Angeles and the entertainment industry, it's a major industry out here. So it was easy for me to get into that world and working with this fantastic attorney. Um, I did not go to a university. And at the time when I was younger, in my early 20s, I felt like the jobs that I was interested in weren't something that were accessible for me because I didn't. So I got into roles like assistant roles and, you know, they were great and they paid the bills in my 20s. But I always knew if I wanted success, I would have to start my own business because the big corporations that I was interested in working in at the time required you to have a degree. And I just didn't have that. But I didn't want that to discourage me. And I didn't want that to hinder my success in this life. So I always toyed with different entrepreneurial ideas. And I always will. Troll Pogs won't be my last baby. Um, I feel like I always have ideas and I thoroughly enjoy starting a business. But yeah, I just knew in order for me to find success in this life, I had to start a business. Love that. I love that you took control of your future and didn't let anything limit you or get in the way of that. So it sounds like you always had an entrepreneurial spirit then. I did. I did. And so you're based in L.A., and you grew up there? Yeah, I did. Um, born and raised um, in the city. I now live in the Valley, um, which is um, like a suburb outside of LA. But yeah, I grew up in the city. Fun. Has your location influenced the Tropaz brand or pr provided tag inspiration? I think that's an interesting question. And it's something I've never thought about. But I think it has. I mean, Pop culture is very much alive and well out here in L.A. It's everywhere you turn, whether you like it or not. And I'm very much the person that will send you funny memes at midnight when everyone's like fast asleep. I think between where I live and just the Internet, I think it has influenced the, the business. And also L.A. is just such a dog friendly city. There's inspiration everywhere. You see all kinds of crazy stuff like people dying their dogs for silly colors and you just see all kinds of stuff but I absolutely think that LA influenced what the business is today. What was the biggest challenge in initially starting the business? Do you feel like it was mindset, sourcing, financial or time constraints? Um, I think the biggest issue I mean, shoot, I'm sure there are more than one, um, but the one that comes to mind is financial. I, I had to continue working in order to support this idea of mine. So that was a bit difficult because I'd be going into work to assist or, you know, whatever I was doing at the time, but like I'd be running to the post office to drop off trail pause orders before I go into work or I'd 
I'd be looking for post offices that kept their doors open, meaning if you had a P.O. box at a post office, they don't fully close the post office. You can still drop off. And these are things I learned early on. So a lot of it was time management. I felt like I was working around the clock and I was working around the clock because I needed money to support this dream of mine. So I think early on, it was that was the biggest challenge. You do market research before jumping in? I did not. I am not one of those like data-driven people. And I wish that I was, but I did. I just had this gut feeling and I, and I went for it. I love that. I think that's great. And another interview you did, I love that you shared the realness and the things that happen when you're in the beginning stages of starting a business and trying to figure everything out. You spoke about a costly mishap when first starting out. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So I ended up finding a manufacturer that I thought could produce our products. And so our products are very similar to enamel pins that we'd put on our backpacks or our hats back in the day. And so I was looking for an enamel pin manufacturer, not so much an ID tag manufacturer. And so I didn't really foresee that they wouldn't be able to create the durability that one would need in an ID tag. And so I poured everything into this inventory pretty early on. And then I would receive customer reviews like, oh my God, the loop, you know, that attaches to the dog collar has broken. I lost my tag, which was a nightmare. It defeated the purpose. You know, it's like these products were created to identify a dog. God forbid the dog gets out, but yet the customers are losing tags. Like it just felt like a nightmare, but we quickly found another manufacturer and did more thorough testing and ended up having to switch all of our product offerings to another factory, which was a hard lesson to learn, but it was a lesson that I did learn. Wow. That's crazy. How do people typically find Trailpaws? Have you done any advertising? I was doing, um, you know, like Facebook marketing and all of that. And I did it about three years into the business. Um, And I really felt like, and I still feel like I don't see the return that a lot of my peers in the entrepreneurial space see. And so I no longer do digital advertising. What I felt like our angle is, and I've continued to double down on that, is just macro and micro influencer marketing. It's organic, it's real, and I believe it works. So that's I guess it's advertising and it's something I will continue to do. I feel like it's a proven, it's, it's a proven model for us. How important is social media to the Troll Paws brand? If it is important, how much of your business do you think comes from your social media presence? It's incredibly important. It's uh, the tool. So specifically Instagram, it's the tool that I launched the business with. And for a long time, I'd like to say about 80% of our sales came in through Instagram. And a lot of it was and still is that influencer marketing that I think sort of capture people. You know, if they're following a cute dog and that dog posts the tag, they'll follow us and maybe they'll place an order for a tag whenever they need one. And so I think a lot of it is Instagram. Things are changing so much and you don't really get the exposure that you used to get. And so it's almost like you have to work harder. And there are other platforms these days, such as TikTok and anything else, but I still believe in it. And it's still something that we spend a lot of time doing. 
you find that you get more orders from a certain region of the country? Um, no, it's interesting. So I feel like years ago, we received a lot of traffic from major cities, you know, so of course, Los Angeles, uh, New York, Miami, Houston, just big cities, major markets, Chicago. But I think it's time has progressed. And we've also spent time, we are in uh, a little over 200 retail stores, and a lot of them are mom and pop stores in smaller cities. I think because of that work that we've done, we see orders across the country, which is so beautiful and so awesome because there are dog owners in every city. Um, So I do think that it has evolved from, you know, major markets to just across the country, which is so awesome to see. Awesome. Trail Pause is carried on Chewy.com. How did that come to be and how excited were you to launch there? Yeah, so... Chewy was interesting because it was as simple as me going on their website and submitting myself as a potential vendor. And one of the buyers responsible for my category responded. They were interested immediately and we started onboarding. And so that was about about three years ago. And I think for me, that was a validating moment um, because prior to that, it was just a lot of that direct to consumer people that would find us on social, people that would find us on Google. And so grateful for those people because they kept us afloat. We were still learning and growing and learning and growing. But to have Chewy, this enormous company, step in and say, yes, we would like to carry you guys, just validated that whatever we were doing, We were doing things right and customers were interested on just a broader scale. And so it was just a confidence boost. You know, early on there 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 wasn't a lot of confidence. It was just kind of like day to day. I don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it. Things became very real with Chewy. Um, you know, so it was it was a great thing. That's the most important question. (laughs) Can you tell us about Kevin and your relationship? Yes. Oh my God. So Kevin is I don't know if you can hear him snoring in the back. <laughs> Unfortunately um, not. I really want to hear him. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Thank goodness. Oh my God. He's been snoring the entire time. He is, he is my heart. I call him my firstborn. I am now a mother of a human child, um, which has been incredible. But Kevin is my firstborn, my F-U-R-S-T born. And um, he is just he means the world to me. I feel like we had a a real bond, a real connection. I work in office most of the time today. I'm working from home, but like we go to work together. We will take a walk daily, although now he sits in the bottom of the stroller and is pushed around and <laughs> my neighbors think it is the cutest thing. Um, but he's just I don't know. He's my he's my baby. He is my world. I will do anything for him. He was having back issues a couple of years ago and I found an acupuncturist for dogs. And so he was getting acupuncture quarterly and I've never had acupuncture, you know, but whatever he needs, whatever I can do to make his life the most comfortable life, you know, possible, I will do for him. I love that. How did Kevin prepare you for motherhood? I think Frenchie specifically 
very, very heavily contribute to prepping you for motherhood. They are a special breed, as you know. Um, they've just got, or at least Kevin, I can't speak for all Frenchies, but like Kevin's got this interesting energy where he's he'll be sleeping the entire day, but if someone comes to the door, he is insane. Or he's like very curious, but if I'm running out to the store, he'll run out of a house and like want to join me and I will take him. He's just, he's very needy. Um, and it's probably a bit of my fault, but I feel like because I have to tend to him and he's five years old, but he still will like get into things and like chew on them. And it could be like a lip gloss or it could be a battery. I don't know. I'm hyper aware of what's on the floor and I'm always closing doors. And I feel like as my 10 month old, it's slowly starting to stand and He'll be able to walk soon. I feel like I'm already programmed to keep things off of the ground. And so it's just been a very smooth transition um, going from being Kevin's mom to being my son's mom. They both require a lot. And that's not a shock. It's not shocking to me, you know, to have to tend to a human because this dog here is like, he's a full-time job for sure. Really? Some people say that the relationship changes when they have a human baby. Has that shifted at all for you? You know, what's interesting is that was my biggest fear um, before I got pregnant and while I was pregnant because Kevin is my world. I did not want him to feel like too much has changed. And, you know, that could sound a little crazy because everything really changes with a human, but I didn't want Kevin to feel like he you know, was going to take the back seat. And so I would talk to different moms who are also dog moms and I would hear all different kinds of things. But the overall response that I would hear is, oh, no, 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 no. Like your dog becomes a dog, you know, and you just can't tend to them as much. And I hated hearing that. And it also frightened me. So I made it my priority from the moment my child was born to prioritize Kevin and the time that he gets and our relationship. So yeah, naturally, you know, Kevin doesn't get my one-on-one attention 24 hours out of the day, but his life has not changed at all, you know, and it's because I feel like I'm working overtime to make sure he's happy, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Thanks for sharing that. I'm always curious how that shifts for people. And so it is reassuring you say, I have two French bulldogs. So I feel very worried. They're, they're definitely my babies too. Yeah, um, no, you'll be fine. <laughs> what is the dynamic between Kevin and the baby? Um, so the baby loves Kevin. Every time Kevin walks in the room, Elijah, my son's name, his face lights up and he like shriek, just pure joy. And Kevin could care less. And just unbothered by him. And I think that um, Kevin, you know, loves toys, loves chewing on things. He loves playing tug of war. And so I feel like when Elijah gets a little bit older and he's old enough to actually play those games with him, I think Kevin will find him a bit more interesting. But Kevin is very friendly. He knows how to turn it down when he when Elijah is around. So we've never had a, a single issue. But Kevin just could care less at the so moment. Funny. <laughs> I love that your son loves him so much and that gives him something to look at and entertain oh, him. It just makes me so happy. Um, 
you know, because it was a frightening thought when I was pregnant. Like, what's the dynamic going to be like? You know, I love Kevin. He's my firstborn. And to see my son love him just as much as I do makes me so happy. Love that. Has motherhood shifted the way you approach business? Yes. Yes. Um, I just don't have the same time I had prior to giving birth. And so that has been a real adjustment. He's 10 months old and I feel like I am just now getting a grip. I truly commend mothers that are able to work and work from home and have a young baby. It is the most difficult thing I've ever done. It's not easy. So I really commend women that can do it with ease because I'm just not one of those women, but I'm figuring it out. We have help from our families, which has been awesome. Um, But it's just figuring out how to extract more time for work out of the day. But Troll Paws is another baby of mine that I have to see through. And so it's just figuring out how to find that time and, you know, manage my time a bit better. So everything can get watered and taken care of because I can't neglect a thing. Yeah, I can imagine. Also taking care of yourself. You just spoke about taking care of all the things, everyone else, but feeling like a human besides all of the other roles that you play every day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a balance and it's challenging, but I look around at all of the mothers around me and I see that they're doing it. I'm sure they've had challenges, but they're doing it. And so I am inspired by other women that have somehow figured it out. How has the business evolved over time? New products, the different relationships. I have a dog mom sweatshirt from you oh, it's so all awesome. the time. So yeah, how has that evolved in the new products, the micro tags? Yeah, so uh, as I mentioned, the ID tags are, they're our bread and butter. And that was the case for a while. But I, I wanted to create products that would support the ID tags. So we've got leashes and collars. And it just feels like they all go hand in hand. And then I, I'm just a fan of merch myself. Every time I go to a concert, like I've got to buy the t-shirt. I don't know if I'll wear it, but like I've got to buy it. You know, maybe I'll sleep in it. Maybe I'll give it to my son. I don't know, but I've got to have it. So with Troll Paws, it was like, okay, you know, why don't I create some kind of merch that, you know, you put it on and you feel like it represents you well. And I feel like being a dog mom is a role that I take very seriously. And I think that my peers take it very seriously. So it'd be cool to put something on and represent that role that you love so dearly. So that's where the merch came from. We are phasing out that merch and we're working on a new collection that I'm really excited about. More hats, more socks, more t-shirts, but a more evolved version, an updated version. But yeah, ID times will always be our priority but i'm also very much interested in other products and like the mini charm for example i was seeing a lot of customers that would want to engrave words like microchipped or needs meds on the back of their id tag um, along with all of the other information they wanted on the id tag and i just thought you know why don't i allow customers to put all of the information they need on the back of the tag, whether that's their address or a second phone number, without them having to think something's got to be left out. And why don't I create this other product that they can attach to their ID tag that also communicates whether the dog is blind or, you know, whatever it is. And so that's how that product came about. And it's 
I mean, we released it. It's been two, two and a half weeks, almost three weeks, and customers absolutely love it, which is so great. Um, and of course, I'm like, okay, what else could I do? Do we need more colors? So eventually, at some point, I want to log onto Instagram just to get some feedback from customers to hear what they want to see. Do they want more color? What, whatever it is, I want to dive in because they're pretty well received. I love that. That's so smart that you're learning from the information that people are giving you to put on the tags. It is limited because obviously you can't put everything. And so that's a really great option to add that, make that an accessory and something that you can sell. That's really cool. So I know every day probably looks really different at this point, but what does the day-to-day look kind of look like? Yeah, <laughs> every day does look different. But if I can think about the like the, the perfect day where I have help and I can sit down for eight hours. Um, a lot of it is just going through emails and co- correspondence with the customers. And to your point, it's listening to the customers. We have a ton of retail partners. So it's also listening to different store owners and the feedback that they are sharing with us. So a lot of it is just making sure that everyone is happy. Um, another part of the day is thinking about the future. What products can we create? Talking to different manufacturers, sampling different products. Um, I spend a lot of time on social, answering direct messages, finding influencers, getting inspo, you know, just online in general, looking at different reels and how people are structuring their reels because that's so important these days. So it's my day is absolutely all over the place, but I try to structure it as best I can to make sure I'm checking all of those boxes. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's, that's the ideal day. I've got the help that I need with baby. Do you have the busiest time of year? Yeah. So it is definitely the holiday season. And then it's a bit after the holiday season. So let's just say from Black Friday, so end of November through early January, we've got singles going. And so the traffic is a bit higher. So naturally, we're a bit busier. And then when going into January, I'm trying my best to think about the following year. Sales have slowed down a little bit, but I feel like the the work has picked up in that I'm looking at next holiday season and what products can we come up with and what partnerships can we work on. And so I would say November through January are the the busiest time of year, but it's pretty consistent year round. Can you share some of your favorite tags or bestsellers? Yeah, I feel like my my favorite is Ball is Life. Um, I have that one. I, that. So good. It, yeah, I mean, not all dogs, but some dogs are very ball driven. And, you know, I just think it just makes sense with the tennis ball in my, yes, ball is life. And I love um, basketball, you know, so it just kind of all ties in. I love how bright the, the neon green is on the tag and just how it really pops on a dog's fur. Um, so that by far, I think is my favorite tag. I also really love cuddly as fuck. I love the bright red, the gold detail. I think it's really beautiful and it feels to me like a piece of jewelry. But then when you look at the actual text, it's like kind of silly and it'll make you laugh. Um, And so that one is another one of my favorites. Um, We have a 
tag that says call mom and it's on like an old Nokia flip phone is what it feels like. And so that feels like very nostalgic and cute. And also, you know, God forbid your dog out gets out, like call mom, you know, and like here's here's mom's information on the back. Um, so I would say those are my three favorites. And then we are working on five new collections now. And one of the five I'm super excited about. Um, and so who knows, you know, maybe my top three will change once this collection is released. But yeah, it's always changing because we're always releasing new tags. Wow, I'm so excited. What tag represents Kevin the most? Oh, my God. I know. So, <laughs> it's impossible. So like, yeah, it's, it's impossible, but cuddly as fuck, I, mm-hmm. I think is a good one for him. He is never too far away from me and if on a couch his his butt is like pushed up against my thigh are your dogs like that yes yeah I don't know what it's about but like I support it you know if this is what makes you comfortable cool we've got to like sleep in the bed with us and it head will end up on my pillow you know and it's like fine so I you know he's very you know cuddly so I would say that's one that represents Kevin but also cute but psycho but cute you know, like when someone comes to the door, he loses, he turns into a different dog and it's almost like embarrassing, you know? I don't know. He's just, he, he's a little crazy sometimes. So I feel like that's another one that represents him well. Uh, what else? I would say those are the two, the, the two big ones for, for Kevin, so for sure. <laughs> we have both of those and Chloe always has the cute but psycho, but cute on that. And it totally represents her. And also I love most is the spicy as fuck one. Oh, yes. Um, that one is amazing. The vet always loves that one. That makes me... Okay, so if you don't mind me asking, so I thought... So I don't engrave the tags anymore. I have someone in office. She's incredible that handles all fulfillment. But back in the day, I would be engraving the tags. So I would see all of these dog things that were so funny so fascinating like sushi and i'm engraving a tag i'm like oh my god someone named their dog sushi and i would see it you know a dozen times two dozen times and then i'm like i've got to do a sushi tag or i'd see sriracha so that's where spicy af came from but i'm curious because you had the tag what personality trait does your dog have that made you feel like that was a good fit she's a little feisty she's super in your face and it's just to smell you and to lick your face but it just comes off as a little special she's very extroverted she's a dog that will run to danger and Winnie will back up so if I get a vacuum out Chloe will run to the vacuum and Winnie will follow behind me and he'll be scared but she'll start attacking so she's just fearless and it inspires me to be like that I love that I had a friend over last weekend and it sounds like Kevin is very similar to Chloe and my friend was like, he's like a security guard. If we are doing anything, he has to run full force to investigate. And I can't unhear that. And now every time like I'm going to do something, like at three in the morning yesterday, I had to get up, go outside, turn the landscape lights off. And he was there. Like security guard vibes. I can't unhear it. It's every time I see him, I'm like, you're a little patrol cop. <laughs> you know, like it's so funny. That's so funny. That's so Chloe. My husband is pretty clumsy. He hit his butt and Chloe will come to rescue him. And he's like, she's the only one who cares about me around here. She's the only one who listens. She's on on the job. 
Totally. You know? <laughs> it's so, so funny. funny. If you could dress any Frenchie or dog out there, a celeb dog, is there somebody that you have in mind? Oh, it's ever-changing. I mean, there's so many celebrities with dogs and, you know, every season. I'm like, oh, my God, we've got to get some Otat. Um, but Paris Hilton, to me right now, she's just the ultimate dog mom. And so I would love to get her tag. And she recently posted on threads that she, I think she got a new dog. And so I would love to get her tags to put on her new dog. But what's also wild is we were in a store um, in LA called Kitson and she frequented that store and she actually purchased it was like six tags from us um, not too long ago, which is so crazy to me. You know, it's like Paris Hilton is a legend out here in LA. And so she saw the tags, loved them and purchased them herself. Um, but that being said, she's got a new puppy that needs a troll plus tag. I don't know how I'm going to pull it off. Were you ever surprised over the popularity of certain tags? Uh, I guess, yeah. So have your people call my people has been our best-selling tag from the day that we launched the business. And I guess I am a bit surprised that it has remained consistent over the past five years. Um, I think it's a great tag, but I feel like we have so many other great tags. So it's just interesting to me that this has remained our bestseller by far. Um, so I, I, that is a bit of a surprise. I mean, I didn't see that coming when we designed that tag. That's so funny. I think I have that one too. I also have... For Winnie, bitches love me. And I, that's a good one. That's a good one for sure. One of the reasons I wanted to create this podcast was to highlight diversity in the pet space. Have you seen or noticed any shifts in the pet space since you've entered? Um, so during 2020 and that sort of, um, I guess you can call it the Black Lives Matter movement that we experienced. I think what was interesting to me was a lot of Black entrepreneurs in the pet space were highlighted. You know, they had always been there, um, but they were sort of highlighted and brought to the surface. And so it was really fun to be able to connect with all of these like-minded people across the country that were in, you know, I mean, whether you own a pet shop or you have a pet, um, like a pet treat line, we're all sort of in it together. And so I thought it was really cool that that movement allowed us to connect with one another and to, you know, it sort of like put us on a map of our own. And now I have connections with people that I don't think that I would have made these connections with if it wasn't for that movement. Um, so it's good to know that, that, yeah, there are, you know, there are Black people that love dogs just as much as I do, just enough to start a business and support their dreams. I love that. You were featured in Pharrell and Jay-Z's entrepreneurship music video. How did that come to be? And how did it feel to be acknowledged, celebrated, and be someone that is inspiring others? That was a, a surreal moment for me, um, just because it was pretty, I want to say it was about two and a half years into the business. And, you know, so I was still figuring it out and still, you know, had a little bit of insecurity about like, what am I doing? Am I doing it the right way? Um, and so to receive, I received an email from the director of the music video from his production company. And when I saw the email, I did not think it was a real, I shared it with my um, fiance, now husband. And he was like, yeah, no, this is 
like this is legit, <laughs> you know? And so I, yeah, I mean, we just obviously like went through the entire process, but to see the video like come to life was so surreal. Jay-Z is someone that I have looked up to since I was, I don't know, 10 years old, 11 years old. I was not really the kid into like the poppy stuff. I was like a rap heavy child. And so JV was always it for me. So to be able to be featured in a music video where he's on the song talking about being an entrepreneur was just a full circle, incredible moment for me that I will never forget. I love that. That's so great. It's such a moving video. And yeah, it's amazing. What are some of the biggest challenges as you've continued to grow the business? Uh, I would say the biggest challenge for me right now is um, being a mother and running a business, you know, just finding the time to create the products and the campaigns and, you know, just all of the things that I want to do while having a very young child. I feel like that has been the most challenging part about growing this business by far. Do you ever think about like hiring more? Yeah, I just don't feel like I'm in a place right now to be able to hire. So we have, so I have a fulfillment, someone that solely handles fulfillment. I have someone that solely handles customer service. I've got freelance people in place, but um, I feel like for, for the role that I have taken on, which is product development and marketing, it's something that I can't let go. And, you know, maybe sometime down the road, I, I could. Um, but right now, I feel like that's my role. And I'm not really willing to hire out. But I could, you know, I could be hindering my growth. You know? We touched on this. There are so many skills necessary in entrepreneurship. Do you love doing it all or excel in specific areas? I don't love doing it all. And it's funny, pretty early on, I learned that I am not a photographer. Like I would try to capture images of the tags to put them on the website. It would take me all day for me to hate the photos. And I would do that over and over and over again. And finally, I think I learned, you just need to pay someone. So, you know, I'm not a photographer. I'm also not a content creator. I feel like Instagram has evolved so much. And you have to be a content creator to sort of get the exposure that you want you know, had just posting photos and I have not evolved with the time. Like to put a reel together, you know, it take, for me, it takes three hours. Who has time for that? You know, so those are the the areas where I feel like I need help or it just takes a bit longer. Whereas product development comes very naturally to me, talking to the manufacturers, the correspondence and receiving the samples and all of that is something that I can do and I feel like I do well um and also just working as a team I have a really great um email marketing guy and I think as a team we work flawlessly if I had to handle all of it on my own you know who knows <laughs> like who knows what that would look like and so yeah it, it has been a journey sort of learning what I'm good at and what I'm not good at and what I really need to hire for um but it's just all you know it's all been a learning process you deal with the uncertainties and pressure of entrepreneurship? Absolutely. Yes. And some, you know, some quarters are better than others. Uh, you know, it's like if, if we have a fantastic sales day, 
great. But if for some reason we're not performing well on another day, I'm like, oh my God, you know, like the sky is falling, like, you know, business is over. And I, I need to get out of my head because we've been pushing through and persevering despite a pandemic and despite me forcing maternity leave and we're, we are fine and we are thriving. So yeah, I, it is like that negative self-talk that, um, I have to sort of combat to just keep it going. But, you know, we're we're in it. And I love I love the business. I love our customers. And so I, you know, every morning I wake up and I try to figure out how can I get back to trail pond. What do you do to get yourself in a better headspace when you feel that way? I love walking, you know. So if I feel like I'm in my head or I can't seem to make sense of a certain issue if i take a walk no airpods no music just walk you know with the intention to sort of gain peace and clarity on whatever the the issue is at the time that absolutely helps and so i do i do walk a lot for that reason i love that are there still times that you question whether or not to continue and when did you know this would work I I no longer question, you know, whether I should continue or not. Our customers show up for us. You know, we might have a slow day or, you know, a slow week. But ultimately, if we create a product that our customers find appealing, they show up. And so without our customers, you know, we wouldn't be here. And so I show up for them. You know, I'm developing these products, you know, to, for them. I'm like, OK, they like this okay, I'm hoping they'll like this. So it's just always trying to understand our customer and understand how to best show up for them. And I think that keeps me going. It keeps me motivated. It's the reason I sit down at the desk and show up as often as I possibly can. So no, there's no no stopping at all anytime soon. I think two years then, it was probably around the time of the Chewy partnership. Um, and also around the time where we really started to partner with retail mom and pop stores, then we would receive a lot of feedback and um, store owners were really excited to place our product in store. I think that for me was a validating moment where, you know, I knew that this product was not only something that I liked, but that, you know, customers across the country would like. Can you share a proud Trillpaws moment or a moment that made you feel fulfilled? Yes. So I want to say earlier this year, sometime in February or March, I received an email from Petco. You know, Petco, from my perspective, is a massive, massive corporation that I don't know, for some reason, it was just like this, this corporation that was like very intimidating. And I didn't know if my product would be a good fit for them. Um, but they reached out to me because they were opening a flagship store in New York. And this store is a different concept. It's more about local vendors. They really tried to highlight small businesses. And I think they did a beautiful job at the assortment, just looking at my peers and the offerings at this store. Um, but they reached out to us and wanted to place an order and that was such a huge, huge, huge opportunity and just a huge moment for Troll Pods, just because, you know, as I mentioned, Petco is a massive store. And to know that they saw us and not only did they see us, but they wanted to carry us 
was just such a, a beautiful moment. And um, yeah, that was definitely the highlight of this, the first half of this year. Oh, amazing. Congratulations. I love that for you. Thank you. What are you excited about right now? I am excited about the new products that we are working on. I, as I mentioned, we have a, a lot of new tags coming out, but we also have the merch that I'm very excited about. I wear it every chance that I get. And so I hope that customers will enjoy it as much as, as I do. I'm very proud to put it on. And um, so I'm very excited about that. And just other new products outside of the pet ID tags that I've been working on and I hope will be well received. I'm excited to brush in the side up and get new products out there. You're so excited. When do you think those things will drop? Yeah. So the first tag collection will probably be released in a month. And then every month after that, there will be another drop, whether it's another tag collection or it's the human merch or the other new products that we're working on. So starting next month, we'll have something out every month, which is very exciting. I'm so excited. So what is the ultimate goal? That's a good question. I'm so in it. I haven't really taken a step back to look at what the ultimate goal is. Um, but I think to continuously expand the product line, create new tags that resonate with new customers, with our current customers, additional retail partnerships, different partnerships that could potentially support our growth and our exposure. So just growth, ultimately, you know, take, taking this thing that was, you know, just an idea at a coffee shop to an actual business that is recognizable to dog parents across country. Love how much you adapt and listen to the feedback that you're getting and not necessarily even feedback, but you're seeing the trend. You have a really good understanding of what's next. That's a really important trait to have, especially as an entrepreneur. And I feel like that's what makes people successful when they have that gut instinct. And you definitely have that. Awesome. That makes me so happy. <laughs> it's, it's um, yeah, I feel like it's what I spend most of my time doing is listening to the feedback to the customers. How can we support you in your work? I mean, following us on Instagram, which is the, you know, the platform that we post on the most, uh, liking photos, commenting. Um, if you have a dog and that dog needs an ID tag, purchasing a tag on our site would be incredible. And just, yeah, I think more than anything, following us on Instagram and just sort of waving and saying hello is awesome. I love that. Thank you so much, Rachel. I've had so much fun talking to you. It's been such a pleasure. Awesome. No, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining me on today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation, be sure to subscribe to my newsletter. The link is in the show notes. Here's a quick reminder to subscribe to this podcast. So you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. All you need to do is open your favorite listening app, search for Mother of Dogs, and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll see you back here every other Sunday for a new episode.